Three Dads and One Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever time you are listening to this, and welcome back to Three Dads, One Podcast with me, Daddy Tom. And today, I'm going to most likely make you cross your legs, because we're talking about vasectomies. So, right now, it's the 7th of June, but you're listening to this, hopefully, on the 2nd of July. Why the gap? Well, let's go through the process. It was decided between myself and my wife that two children is plenty, and that we certainly have no want for any more than that. Seeing that she'd done all the work with carrying and delivering our children, this was the least I could do. My initial phone appointment was with my GP, and for those of you looking to have a vasectomy done, this is where you need to start. I had a telephone consultation that took about 10 minutes, which led to my GP referring me for the procedure. This was about a month ago, and basically had the GP filled in questions such as, do you know about other contraceptives, do you know it's irreversible, and does your partner know? Back to today, and about an hour ago, I took a phone call from the Tollgate Clinic, the people who will be managing and performing my vasectomy. I must say that the efficiency of the NHS for this procedure has been absolutely amazing, and appointments have been scheduled far sooner than I would have thought. The same questions were asked as before, and as long as you are certain that you want this done, this step is pretty much over. The team do recommend your partner is with you at the time of this consultation so that they can be made aware of all the same things that you are. In this case, my wife wasn't present, but she does trust me to give her all the details. As I confirmed that everything was as expected, they okayed the second appointment the team had made for me, which is for the actual vasectomy itself. Now, for those of you that don't like hearing medical things, I would suggest skipping ahead about a minute or two from now, as I'm going to go into exactly what is involved. The Tollgate Clinic offer a procedure called a no-scalpel vasectomy. This isn't an accurate name as a scalpel is still involved, but we'll cover that shortly. In a traditional vasectomy, an incision is made in the front of the scrotum after the vas, the tubes that carry the semen from your testicles to the outside world via your penis are clamped in place. These are then pulled through the incision and a 1-2cm to two centimeter strip of each is dissected before being closed off with sutures or cauterization. Sutures, by the way, are the posh word for stitches and cauterization is where vessels are closed using heat. The vas are then pushed back in and the scrotum incision is then sutured closed. The no-scalpel vasectomy is a little less intrusive. The vas are found one at a time and clamped before a hole is punctured in the scrotum. The vas is then cauterized internally before a gauze is taped to the scrotum. There is no need for sutures as the puncture is very small, hence being known as the no-scalpel technique. Now, you can join me again in a moment when I come to you pre-vasectomy on the 1st of July. It's the 1st of July and as I've labelled it in my diary, V-Day. In about four and a half hours I will be presenting my scrotum to a doctor who will hopefully make it considerably harder for me to father any children in the future. I have to say I have not felt any nerves at this point. My wife and I have discussed this decision a fair few times, and honestly, to me it feels like the right thing to do. Let's face it, when I'm sat inside the clinic waiting my turn, it'll probably be a completely different set of feelings. I have a letter in front of me, which I'll share some parts of it with you now. These are the things most people aren't aware of when they think about having a vasectomy. Tight pants are necessary for two weeks. I normally wear box shorts, but the recommendation is that you wear briefs between one and two sizes too small for you. This means that your bits and pieces are squashed against you, providing the compression they need to heal after the procedure. Mine came from TK Maxx, and without realising it, I managed to purchase... La Croix, sweetie. 
That's all right, isn't it? It's a bit tight, maybe. It's all right, isn't it? <laughs> you know, people will think, wow, it's a La Croix. Okay? I just can't find anything to go with it, that's all. I always assumed La Croix was a joke, but apparently not. Just like any surgery, there are risks, but thankfully with a vasectomy, they are almost minimal. The most common as listed here are post-operative pain, swelling and bruising, or a minor scar is left at the point of entrance. Nothing exactly to write home about. The uncommon complications, which occur in 1% or below, uh, include infection, inflammation requiring up to a week off of work, bleeding in the scrotum forming a hematoma, or a swelling on the tubes where they've been divided. Thank God the most rare complications are in the 0.0% range because it's basically you might lose your testicles. I'm going to go now and prepare for the appointment which involves me attempting not to give myself a vasectomy and trimming my ball hair. Yep, you actually need to trim the front of your scrotum pre-surgery. I really should have used the discount offered by the modern man on products from Manscaped. So it's about 30 minutes now until my procedure and I'm just sat outside in possibly the most busiest pathway known to man. Uh, but that doesn't matter, I'm still going to talk you through what's going through my mind right now. And to be honest, I would say the nerves have probably slightly increased now. Uh, obviously, it's not something I've been looking forward to, but it's something that needs to be done. And up until this morning, I was feeling pretty good about it. Now I'm sat outside the clinic, it's become a hell of a lot more real and uh, yeah, I would feel, oh, yep, I, I feel nervous. Let's leave it at that. Now, it's 20 minutes away, so I'm going to go and book myself in and uh, I will come back to you once it's done. Okay, I'm sat in the reception at the moment and now I am really, really nervous. I've only got a couple more minutes until I'm called in, so... Uh, Bringing it is an understatement. And I'm back from the clinic. It's hard to believe that in just under two hours I left home, got to the clinic, had the procedure and got home again. The biggest question that I know is on all of your minds right now is how painful was it? I'd got myself so psyched up in reception that I'd prepared myself for agonising pain. I'd remembered how painful it was getting my lips sutured and was expecting it to be 10 times worse on my testicles. I felt barely a thing. I had a total of three injections, one to the scrotum and then two I assumed to either the vas or the testicles themselves. These injections carried a medicine called lidocaine which basically numbs the area. If you've ever had sutures or a tooth out, you'll have experienced the effects. The first injection felt like the tiniest of scratches. I didn't really even flinch. Catching a pubic hair in your trousers flies is far more painful. The clamping of the vas felt like pressure, maybe a little uncomfortable, but certainly not painful. The second and third injections, the doctor explained as a kick in the nuts. And again, maybe this was just me, it wasn't painful at all, but instead gave me a dull ache for about 10 seconds before easing off. For those worried about pain, I hadn't even realised that the doctor had made the incision, well, puncture. When he came to giving the second injection, I assumed that was when he was going to puncture the uh, testicles, but nope, he had already done it. The vas were clamped and he was ready to cauterise the first tube. I will say it was probably beneficial taking painkillers pre-appointment. I took cocodamol, which is codeine and paracetamol, which no doubt played a part in the lack of pain. The letter does suggest this is a good idea, just don't take aspirin. The lidocaine is just about worn off. 
And again, I'm not exactly in pain. It feels like I've had my stepdaughter knee me accidentally in the nuts about 15 minutes ago. It's that dull ache that doesn't really shift for a while. I'm going to follow the instructions and go and put my feet up, and I'll record a little more tomorrow explaining the final steps and how the night went. I had a great night's sleep. My testicles this morning still have a dull ache, but other than that, I feel like I could do whatever I normally do. The guidelines suggest that you rest for 48 hours before going back to anything normal, and that you hold off any sort of lifting until seven days have passed. In fact, they recommend no sport, no gym for up to two weeks. I'll follow the rules, but can I imagine a fair few people just get on with their normal life when they feel as normal as I do? Yes, there is still a dull ache, but I'm guessing that's to be expected. I'll take some paracetamol this morning, but I wouldn't be upset to find out we didn't have any. Hopefully that gives you an idea about the amount of pain that I've been, or that I am in. Now, I did a little research as I lay in bed last night, and it gave me an insight into possibly why my procedure had gone so well. Without naming names, the doctor I had was involved in bringing the no-scalpel vasectomy to the UK. I really was in some of the best hands, both literally and figuratively. Uh, to insert a joke, there was no way he was going to drop a bollock. I now have a second letter in front of me, and a little pot. Yes, I need to send my semen for analysis in about 16 weeks. But that's not all. Your body can maintain those pesky little sperms for up to 16 weeks in the tubes, and that can take up to 25 ejaculations before they're gone. This means that starting next week, I need to ejaculate at least 25 times before the 16-week period is up. Then, at the right time, I can provide the sample, stick it in the stamp addressed envelope provided, and post it off for analysis. And, if this has all been successful, they'll come back and tell me I'm sterile, and if not, I've got to go through all of this again. Just to highlight, it is very uncommon for vasectomies not to work first time. The reason they go this length of testing is to ensure you don't end up impregnating your partner in the future. And there you have it. From start to almost end, you have heard my experience. Is it for you? Well, only you and your partner can tell. Give it deep thought, though, because it's not something to be scared of, but it's also something that's not reversible. Although you do read about reversing the procedure, it's very, very common that that does fail, and it's also incredibly expensive. We'll catch up soon with a normal episode, as soon as we're all back from our summer breaks, but hopefully you'll enjoy your summer, and you never know, there might be another bonus episode at some point soon. Take it easy, and goodbye. <laughs>